Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. This is Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Hey, sorry we missed last week. Honestly, we've had a chaotic two weeks, three weeks. It's, it has just been, at points, overwhelming. And, you know, as uh, we can't go through all of it today, but we're, we're going to focus in on our latest mission trip to Beautiful Feet Ministries. Um, because it is such a blessing and such a, a different place. And I, I don't know how to explain it, you know, and it's almost impossible to explain unless you've been there. Because it, it is a place, um, the church is really set up that they, they love you where you're at. Um, and it's very unique because it's all, you know, the bulk of the congregation is homeless so you know when when you start talking about when you go to church are you one of the joneses or are you the ones keeping up with the joneses or where are you status wise it it's really kind of cool because when you get down there you have homeless people praising the lord and and at times and we've had this happen many times over the years where you have a homeless person that's praising God for the tent and the backpack they have. Mm-hmm. But yet we're griping and complaining because our car's old, we got this, it's 5 years old, we need something newer or mm-hmm. you know, we need a bigger house or we need we need we need. And and so when we get back from that trip, honestly, we're completely exhausted. Normally, I take Monday off and sleep most of Monday. Well, that didn't happen. So um, then we've got revival going on this week. Um, it's uh, I don't, If you're from Southeast Kansas, it's Uniting His Kingdom, and it's on Facebook. But it's eight different churches, all denominations, and they rotate the church, and the only rule is if it's your church, you can't preach. It's just a, a very unique um, thing, the way that, that this is set up. But it allows the the church, which is all the churches, because really churches are just congregations and people, all the churches to come together, Christians to come together under one banner, the kingdom. So it's, it's, you know, it, it honestly is an overwhelming week because we leave the house at five usually and uh, then don't get home till 930 because it starts at 633. And anyway, it's just been one of those things that we've, we've uh, it thoroughly enjoyed by all means, but running on low sleep has been exhausting. And uh, so it's, it's really one of those weeks that we're truly just trying to survive. But Well, and I think, you know, with all that being said, um, it is such a great opportunity to come together with a church building full of the church. Um, and, you know, it's a united kingdom, which is, you know, all of the church members, all of... Christians from every denomination coming together and um, just uniting in what God's doing, uniting on what he's calling each one of us to do. And um, it's just a place that is full of God's love. And we can kind of leave all of our tiredness and all our troubles and all our woes at the door 
um, when we walk in. And if we can't leave them there, um, there's so many people there that are willing to pray with you and lift you up and, and help you get through whatever it is that's wearing you down. And so it's just been a real, um, they do this once a year. And I remember last year thinking this same thing. Last night I went to bed thinking how grateful I am for David and I to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, because it grows us, it draws us closer to God. He, through His Spirit, speaks to each one of us in different ways. And so um, it's just such a blessing. But I was thinking that, we'll say 10 years ago, um, we would not have had probably anything to do with that. Not because we weren't believers, but because honestly, David really wasn't walking with the Lord, and um, we just, you know, weren't in that place at, at the right time. And so um, I'm just really thankful that um, I can really have been reflecting on how he's been working through each one of us, both him and I, David and I, and how we've grown and how the things that seemed so important 10 years ago are no longer important. And what we find important now is what God values. Um, and that's not to say that we don't still mess up and that we don't, um, you know, take a step off <coughs> the path that, that he's got us on. But that's what this revival does is kind of bring you back to um, focusing on God and where he's going and what he's wanting you to do. And so for me, it's just been a huge blessing. And yes, I'm exhausted. And um, for those of you that are local or have a, are, um, a friend with me on Facebook, my sister is, um, has COVID pneumonia and is in the ICU in Arizona. And so um, just Monday night, she had a real scare. Uh, they had to vent her and found some internal issues going on, so they had to take her to emergency <laughs> surgery. And so, um, you know, the, the tiredness of coming off the Beautiful Feet weekend then the tiredness of being gone every night to a revival and the stress of, you know, wondering um, what's going on with my sister and how um, she's doing. And her family is so, um, her husband and kids are doing a great job at keeping my mom and I updated on um, things that are going on with her. But, um, and I think that too is drawing me closer to God because we're so far away. We're in Kansas. She's in Arizona. The only, literally, the only thing that we can do is pray. And so um, we have got an army that is praying for her, and um, I'm thankful for that. So if you're part of that army and doing that, I appreciate you. And so just, um, it has been a busy week. It's been exhausting, but it's just been so good because through our exhaustion, God can still continue to use us and still continue to help us put one foot in front of the other. Well, and, you know, just kind of thinking beautiful feet trips kind of the same way as the the revival because it is a, the, the Southern Baptists basically sponsor and help pay for it, but at the end of the day, if you're breathing and uh, you're over the age 10, you can go. We're not real picky because we... We're not going to limit God to a denomination, yes. but then you've got the revival that that literally um, there's virtually almost most, if not all, denominations of some sort or another in there, mm -hmm. and uh, so it's 
you know, when I was just sitting here thinking, well, I do Dreadnought once a month in Baxter, and it's kind of the same thing. There's kind of a theme going on of, you know, Dreadnoughts for Christian men. Just, you know, meeting once a month, doing some worship and uh, testimony teaching. And, and so it's kind of one of those things that... Um, you know, I guess that's kind of a theme that I really hadn't realized till we were sitting here as I was listening to Susan that, you know, um, it's Christians uniting, period. Mm-hmm. Um, not based off the building you worship and it's just, you know. So it's, it's very, we're in a unique period right now um, in our lives, but... Um, we're in an overwhelming period as well. I, I mean, do not get me wrong. This this hasn't come free and clear. And I, and that's one point I want to make that, you know, sometimes as Christians, we talk about how everything's going extremely well and how God's blessing us so much. And it, it kind of overruns the thought that some days we have bad days mm-hmm. or bad weeks. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it's not that the weeks have been horrible. It's just that they've been overwhelming at different points at different times. But God's still moving. And it's really about reflecting of what he's trying to tell you, not really what, I guess, what you're, what you're really, are you trying to survive it, I guess. Well, uh, and I remember last week was so seemed so overwhelming and challenging right satan was really and and it happens every time before we go down to beautiful feet satan has to rear his ugly head and he tries to um make things so difficult to doubt that we should be going or to even go and so but you know now we're in this week where we're at a revival and we're um, amongst other believers on a continual basis and last week seems minimal now, right. you know. Yes, it was overwhelming. And yes, there's things going on this week that are overwhelming. But something I was thinking of is, um, you know, when, like right now, I feel like we're on a spiritual high. For right. me, uh, me myself anyway. Right. I don't want to speak for David. But um, the reason that is, is because I'm spending time in the Word. I'm spending time with fellow believers and I'm truly seeking God. All that to be said, not that I'm a, you know, saint or have it all figured out, but if you are trying to walk this Christian life on your own, you're going to fail. God calls us to be with other believers, and I really struggled with that for a long time, to be quite honest, because one, I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could share with them because I'm such a sinful person that they, you know, I couldn't share any of my sin or questions or doubts. And so um, I, I just kept myself at a distance or, or wanted to. And, um, and yeah, my walk was good. And it, I mean, it was okay because I was still spending time in the Word and stuff. But when you combined all of that thing, all of those things, Again, spending time in the Word and um, spending time with fellow believers and all of that stuff, then um, I think God draws closer to you because you're seeking Him and you're trying to find Him. And um, so I just, you know, I think it's so important that we, if you want a closer walk with Him, you have to spend time with Him. (laughs) 
<laughs> We're creating signals. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, and that's part of life. And I guess that's the thing is, really, at the end of the day, um, what are you going to do with the cards you're dealt with? Whine and complain? Want better cards? Um, or are you going to see the positive in the cards you have? And I guess that's, you know, sometimes we get to the point that we feel like that if we had more money, our life would be better. If we had this, it would be better. If it was um, this, it, I guess it, it kind of gets to the point in weeks like this where you really wore down and we've had back-to-back-to-back stressful weeks. It's been overwhelming but do we find the positive in it of what God's doing or do we just stay focused on the negative and how bad it is I guess that's that's kind of my thing that that God keeps coming back to for me is um, in your mind you think it needs to be better and what God's saying is enjoy what I'm giving you today you know, and I think sometimes as Christians, we get to the point where it's got to be all rose petals and rainbows and butterflies all the time, when really, that's not what God's God's saying. God's saying, yeah, you're, you're right. It's a different week. But are you going to be thankful for what I'm already doing? And, uh, you know, it's... Um, everybody kind of runs in that thing, because in our society, we want gratification right this minute number one number two we want it all to go perfect whatever that is and and lord knows our perfect and god's perfect is two completely different perfects um so then you start really breaking it down to okay you're exhausted you're overwhelmed you've got a ton of stuff going on but yet are you going to praise my name are you going to thank me for what i'm currently doing because it could be worse and i guess that's something that we don't really focus on sometimes because it it you don't want a bad juju to be worse but at the end of the day you know we've got no grandkids sick at the end of the day our grandkids are healthy our kids are healthy. I mean, you know, I guess that's that's my thing that I keep coming back to is where are we thankful and what are we thankful for? We have a house. It's warm. We're not living on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it really just kind of gets to the point that it, um, when are you going to stop and thank him? Well, and a lot of times, too, I think, you know, the reason that we get so stressed out and so exhausted it's because of our own doing we take on things that we probably shouldn't be taken on we commit to things that we maybe shouldn't commit to and we are running 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 and sometimes it's even in the name of the lord that we're doing it but possibly he may not have called you to this because when we get so um, busy and so committed then we take away from spending time with God we take away from spending time with our family we take away from loving on other people and then we can't figure out why we're so exhausted and why we're so cranky or why we're so dot 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 
it's because we're taking on things that we're not supposed to take on. And so I guess, and this is for me just as much as anybody, you know, what are things that you're taking on that God really hasn't called you to take on that is, that is sucking you dry, that is emptying your um, bucket? Because if it's not something that God has called you to, then it is going to exhaust you and it is going to wear you out. And I think that's something, you know, even David and I need to really look into that and see. Um, it feels like our life is always chaotic and stressful. And that is not the life that God wants for us. He calls us to love him first and to love others second. That's it. How can that be complicated? How can that be exhausting and tiring that in and of itself I don't think is it's all the other stuff that we pack on top of that or all the other stuff that we think we need to do in order to love God and to love others when in reality he just calls us to do it well and I think our dog knows this no 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 let me have it um sorry about that had to take something away from our dog but um, I'm sitting here looking at the books on our shelves, and uh, one book that's kind of sticking out today is Win the Day. Um, you know, I think sometimes we get overwhelmed because we're looking so far in the future and we don't know how it's going to work out. Um, we, we don't look at winning today. Mm-hmm. We, we worry about, okay, well... If we do this tonight, what's going to happen tomorrow? Saturday, I got to do this, and then Sunday, I've got to do this, and and honestly, God hasn't promised you any of those days. That's right. And so, I think sometimes just trying to stay focused on today is the way you know. Because I mean, we run a small business, and and so you you kind of get to the point of okay, I got payroll Friday. I've got this next week. I've got this. What are we going to do with the guys? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, we we get so far out into our mind that we're not worrying about winning today. We're already worrying about tomorrow, the next day. What's it look like? How are we going to adjust? And I'm not saying don't plan at all, but but what I'm saying is, are you planning too much? Are you worrying so much about next Tuesday, whatever's going on in your life, or Monday, or that, you know, we got our daughter coming in from Texas, and we're very excited about it. We don't, we don't see her a great deal, but we see her quite, usually every two or three months. And so we're extremely excited. And I can tell you some of my mind's already into this weekend. Well, I'm thinking, how am I going to get the house clean? Because we're having a baby shower here. And, you know, what's this going to look like? We're going to be gone every night. How am I going to get the house? You know, is a good example, I think, of... Right. So how do we quit focusing on all that crap that will get taken care of in time and focus on winning today? Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, that that creates a lot of stress because um, Susan's exactly right. I think she's told me four times, <laughs> maybe five, you're going to have to help me clean the house for this weekend. You're going to have to help me clean the house for this weekend. You're going to have to. And it, like I told her, baby, we'll get it. That's an exaggeration, by the way. Uh, not really. <laughs> but okay, in her mind it is. But 
you know, I, I guess that's kind of my thing is I'm sitting here looking at win the day. How do we win today? How do we let tomorrow be tomorrow without impacting today? Mm, and, right. it, you know, when I think that the, the world's kind of trained us that mm. um, we got to worry about everything. I, I'll be honest with you, COVID, COVID broke me of a lot of things, um, worrying being one of them. Um, you know, getting really wound up and fearing what's going to happen because, you know, we've, we've talked a lot through some situations that, that have gone on the last couple of weeks that uh, to a point, you know, could be completely overwhelming. Fear could override us, but it's like, let's be real honest. We could die in a car wreck on the way to Columbus tonight. Mm -hmm. Let's not worry about that. Let's worry about it when it gets here. And I think sometimes that we don't slow down enough to do that. Right. And, you know, all of our days are numbered. And so um, I think living for the day is a, is a great way to live. We're not good at it, and we certainly haven't perfected it yet. But, um, and, and David talks about the fear. And, you know, with my sister being so sick, it's not the fear of her dying because she's a believer and she would be going to a better place. It's the fear of, um, and it's not even fear. Um, it's just what happens to those of us who are left behind, you know? And I, I know that there have been a lot of, God has called a lot of people home through this whole COVID pandemic yeah. or even wrecks or tragedies, whatever the case may be. And, and if they're a believer, then we, you know, there's no need to be sad because they have gone on. The sadness comes when um, we're alone. We miss them. There's that hole in our heart where they once filled it. And so it's not necessarily fear of something happening to her, um, but just the fact of moving on without her, I guess, yeah. is you know, for my mom and for her husband and kids and just what that looks like. And so, um, but instead of thinking that way or worrying about it, let's just live for today. Today, she's doing good. Today, she has good reports. Today, the doctors are pleased at where she's at and focusing on that and rejoicing in that, then possibly, you know, what could happen, what might happen, what should happen, what, you know, we get caught up in the coulda, woulda, shoulda's. Right. And that's usually um, leads us down a path of stress, worry, fear. Um, and we, we make decisions based off of our feelings and not what's reality. Well, and I guess as I look at more books, um, <laughs> winning the war in your mind. And a great example that comes back to me um, that I was told when I was a kid um, I was about 11 when my, my grandfather died and my grandma was clinically depressed for three years. Um, literally couldn't hardly get out of bed, couldn't, couldn't function without him. And she went to the doctor and of course he's an old farm doctor, Doc Akery. And, uh, he's talking to her and, and her name was Vashti, which is a little different. And, uh. Doc Acre says, Vashti, I have a question for you. Are you upset that Lloyd's in heaven or are you upset that he left you here? 
And it was like the light went off in her head that was like, this whole time, it was a war in her mind about him leaving her. Mm. And I guess that's that's my point today is is what wars are going on in your mind? Have you are you looking to win today, or are you just looking to be overwhelmed about the next week, month, year? Um, are you stuck because someone left you? You know, I, I, I think sometimes we've got to analyze who we are before we can figure out why we think the way we do. And we want to blame everyone else but ourselves. But you're the only one that has control of your mind. And, um, you know, one one guy told me that, you know, negativity is like a river that cuts straight through your brain that everything goes to. When you're negative, it all ends up in the river that goes through your head. And so, you know, as as uh, as today kind of... Right, let's do something different today. Let's win today. What does that mean? I don't know what that means for you. How about we be thankful for what God's already done today? How about we not worry about this weekend and how it's going to work out? Why don't why don't we start looking and living today instead of worrying and wondering about tomorrow? Amen. Well, it's just I, I think that, and the thing is, you're the only one that can make that choice. No one can make that for you. And you've got to get to the point where you say, today's going to be different. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that looks like. But when the negative thoughts come in, try to find a way to thank God for something. And let me give you a hint. It can be as small as hot water. Mm. Amen. Because a cold shower would suck. (laughs) So look at the small things not the overwhelming things that are coming because they're not here and God still has time to work. Mm -hmm. And so you got anything else for today? Uh, No, I'll save this for another time. Okay. Well, we're about to the end and, and guys, we, we, uh, we love you and we apologize for last week, Miss Nip, but was just one of those weeks. It was overwhelming in our world. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I wish, uh, no, I really don't. Um, but I, I, you know, on one hand, I wish everything was perfect and wonderful and butterflies and rainbows, but it's not, and it won't be, because I think if you read the Bible, you won't find that anywhere until you die. So, you guys have a great week, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>